On the 7th of March 2018, Georgina Garcella left her home in Worthing and vanished without trace. Every single case I've ever had where I've had success historically is there's been a parent or someone who hasn't allowed the police to forget it, hasn't allowed the public to forget it. We stop at absolutely nothing. We're not scared. We are not scared. A mother's journey to uncover the truth. I want answers. I want to find out what happened. And I won't stop until I do. Murdered, missing, unsolved. This search for Georgina. Episode 8, The Medium. Ever since Andrea launched a campaign to find Georgina, she's been inundated by people offering their theories and thoughts of what happened to her daughter. Most are well-meaning, some are intentionally hurtful, and a few genuinely disturbing. Throughout, various psychics have come forward and also been sought out by Andrea. One psychic medium in particular, a local woman named Tracy, has remained in contact with Andrea from the very beginning. I was keen to meet Tracy and managed to catch some time with her to sit and discuss the case while we were setting up our incident room, which we'll come to in a later episode. We could only speak in an echoey shop unit with people drifting in and out, but I think the effort it takes to get past that is well worth it to hear what Tracy has to say. So some cases find you and sometimes you find the cases. Yeah, it's what I'm drawn to. Yeah, sometimes I go on Twitter and I have a look and, and I see what I'm drawn to. It's only certain things I'm drawn to. And how were you drawn to this case? Um, the fact that it was Worthing and uh, her image is to Damasol, yeah, okay. And did you see it first in the newspaper or on television? Can you remember? Um, when it was first broadcast, it was, I think, I think it was your interview on BBC South, I think. When you first did that. And, and Tracy, how did you, when did you first realise you had this talent? Many years ago, but it's only been the last two years I've actually uh, come onto the pathway and started using my gift. Um, as you know, I do, I, do, I do a lot of free readings on my page and I do a lot of um, very cheap readings as well. Yeah. So it's not as though I do it for large amounts of money, I just do it generally to use my gift basically. <laughs> And have you done any training? You mentioned some schools. There is some training here. I know Tony Stockwell quite well, and he yeah. runs a couple of psychic schools and reading schools and things like that. Psychic circles and things like that have been trained. So listen, you've done some great work on this. You've been very committed and passionate with this. I have been very committed. Yeah, because like, um, actually, I mean, I'm, I'm a mother myself, I fall, and I was... You know, I've got two daughters, and I'll say, you know, one of my daughters went missing. How do I feel? Mm. You know, and the fact we used to live in Worthing as well, so that attracted me to mm. the to the whole case. And also, because I mean, telepathically, I mean, as a psychic, things connect with you because they connect with you. What were the first thoughts that came in that connected you with? It was mainly with the train station. I think I can't remember why. Because it's like a year ago now, and. Uh, what was the translation and um, it was the fact I think generally I think it was the fact that she just didn't go off I mean a lot of people it was quite annoying because they said oh Georgina just walked away and had made her own life and I knew deep down that she didn't do that I knew from, from straight off I had these images um, remote vision it's called and um, I knew that it had to do with two males that she already knew, and uh, there was a third person involved, which I knew was a, a lady, which I said right from the start. I mean, I, I, I know for a fact that she was, um, 
she was held. I know that. I sensed it and I saw images. Um, and I know it was connections to Brighton. I don't know whether they were from Brighton. It's just putting all the pieces together. I mean, I told Andrew from, from the beginning, I said there was two males and there was a, there was a female involved. Um, I saw images of the, of the train station. That's why I went back there. And the image that keeps recurring is the black car. I don't know whether it was a black cab or um, some sort of transport. I know I felt that she went into the back of this car and I saw black leather interior and I felt it was um, searched. I think it was cleaned thoroughly because I had this image of someone cleaning the back of the car and stuff, or checking down the sucks. I mean, do you remember me saying that? Mm. And checking down to see if anything was left in the back of the, the car. What happens when you are getting a, a sense? How do you put yourself into that mood? Because I remember, you, you know... I just focus on images and photos and psychometry. Is it easier if you hope if you have something that belongs to the missing person? Yeah, yeah, which I did. did, did. Mm, that's when you come to my yeah. What did you I have? I held, uh, I, think, I believe it was one of her lighters. Was Lighter it? and um, a chain, isn't it? Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Or bracelet, yeah. Yeah, and um, that's when I saw those images of the car and the train station. When you saw her, was she wearing the same clothes or different clothes? D- that's the thing, I, I only see certain things. Um, and I saw um, the driver, I feel, um, he had something hanging down from the, um, yeah. the mirror. Um, and can you describe the driver? Was it white, Asian, black? English. Yeah, not 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 British. And I felt there was a connection with um, the a long white growing up they they were. Catherine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw a gold watch. Um, what else did I see? Um, there was just yeah, just several images, and it's just trying it's just trying to fit all the pieces together. And do any of those images kind of connect with you? The the road, wealth, watches, men, anything familiar? Well, it's only familiar because I lived in that kind of culture, living abroad, yeah. and they would wear things like that there and stuff. But I don't know anybody here. I don't know that Regina knew anybody And here. did she have a connection or attraction to men in that culture? Because, you know, she, she always... Spoke Arabic sometimes. Sometimes, and she didn't have. She didn't really sort of hang around with any sort of Arabic. She, you know, as you know, she had the the remote. She had quite a few from Romanian, Albanian friends. I don't think they sort of dressed in that sort of Eastern way. But um, as far as I know, she didn't. So you bring us through the very first time you had made a connection with the case. Um, so I made me messaged on um, Facebook and um, I felt compelled to work on and help um, Angie and her family. And um, and then you asked me to come along and um, to a home and um, to read. And a lot of things came up. I think that resonated with you, wasn't it? Um, the Royal Albion Hotel, which I, I booked out. Apparently, she went there. Um, Bring back to so you mentioned the Royal Albert Hotel. Yeah, in the very first reading. Of course, I don't know the family at all when I first 
you know, got in contact with them. And I brought up quite a lot of things um, that I didn't know about her and the surrounding situations. Um, so the Royal Albion Hotel, the connections with Brighton, um, and I felt there was a lot of people um, that led her onto a different pathway, should I say. Did you come out twice and do the side commentary? Or was it just once? I know you've been twice, haven't you? Both times, Tracy mentioned about the garages. Yeah, that is very. So the, the, the three things that um, the three the three pointers are the the car. I feel is very significant. The travel because I felt that she was picked up from Worthing. Um, was um, put in the back of the car, um, black car. The um, connections to Brighton and uh, what was the other main thing? Yeah, the garage. If you add everything that you've envisioned and touched and feel. Describe what you think has happened to her and where she is now. Right, so I feel... Um, so right in the, in the reading I said, um, I felt that she was going on an appointment offer, that she was going somewhere, and I felt there was a change of direction or someone changed their mind or along those lines. Um, um, I feel there was a, a conversation with another male. I felt he got angry, she was upset and distressed, and, and that's how I think things changed that day. And that's how I feel that she was held against her will. And you mentioned the car, so it's Yeah, I think the black car was very, very um, crucial. And the black car, you think, so... I thought it was a Nexus. That's the, that's the symbol I saw. So you feel that she had an appointment, she met a man, there was a disagreement, she got very distressed. At that stage, plans, everything changed. Yeah. And then you feel a sense that she was placed in a car against her will. Um, no, I felt that she already got in the car. They had a conversation. If it was happy and um, she was in... Um, in a good mood because I felt she was leaning forward, she was engaging with the person, I felt that she knew this person. Um, and then things changed, I felt he was disappointed because she changed her mind about an appointment or something that she he wanted her to do, or just along those lines. And you mentioned two people, two men did you in terms of... I think, uh, yeah, I thought there's two males and a female involved, definitely. And I said right from the beginning, and I, I said back in your home, that um, I sensed that there was an older lady, and I thought that she knows exactly what went on that day, I said she knows. And describe, or can you describe the two men you had the sense of? I feel that one was stocky, one was a lot shorter than the other one, it was the other male. Um, and I feel that one of them had um, tan boots, like builder's boots, which later someone sent me a, a picture of someone actually wearing the boots and the connection with the building site, which I think was, um, which was very strange. Now, you believe that she's within the hinterland of Worthing and Brighton? And yeah, I don't think she's gone any further. And can I ask you the terrible question in front of... Andrea, if you forgive me, do you think of any sense whether she's dead or alive? I mean, let's face it, the police have already said she's murdered. I don't believe that, but I mean, so... Is that your personal view? No, I don't have a personal view. Uh, but I think the police have already said yeah. murdered. Uh, uh, so what do you what do you think? Well, I mean, the thing is, Andrea's yeah. been truly sensitive, so she's been, she's been as resilient and robust as... Everybody had an open mind for a long, long time. 
I, I, I knew there was something happened to her. I knew straight away, and I um, I sensed that there was um, that I felt that she was she banged her head and she hit her head, and um, I don't think I don't think it was intentional. That's what I feel. You think it was an accident, so and they panicked. That's what I feel. I think as well, you mentioned before that you heard footsteps as well. You felt footsteps, didn't you, in the woods or something? Yeah, the woods was definitely um, a highlighted in the reading. Um, I felt what was the damage, I felt that she was taken from there. I really do feel strongly about this, where she was held against the wheel and um, I felt that she was really distressed, she was crying out, because she said that to you, and I thought that she was sitting on um, a cold floor, concrete floor. I felt it was a garage or some sort of container. And I felt at the time that they just wanted to scare her. I felt that um, that she, where she wanted to change her mind on something, they go, no, you've got to do this. I thought um, a bully boy tactics, I wanted to say. I felt that Georgina had a very easy way with her. It's she, she, I think she wanted to make people happy. She's very easy pleasing to people. And, and I felt that these people around her, unsavory ca- characters, um, were um, sort of like intimidating her in a way. I felt the woods was a, a strong connection as well. And that's why I was drawn there. And that's funny enough where I found two items. Um, another, um, it's, sorry to interrupt, but there was another person that actually mentioned woods and leaves, and that's where I found the ring and the the wrapper. I don't even know what it is, but. And where where were those woods? Where are those woods? Hollybury Park. Well, where's that? Or that's off of Ditching Road. In Brighton. Yeah. You were. Driven, kind of encouraged, you felt intuitive you should go to this park. Yes, because um, originally I went there straight away, didn't I? As we were walking through, I said, Where do you feel we should go? And we came to um, this cut off stump, and I said, I feel drawn, I need to go up here, where there was a pile of leaves which has been placed on top of leaves upon leaves. And um, I walked on top of the leaves where there was a seat, um, and then as we walked, along with the seat was there's trees I'm looking and I said oh I think there's there's something down there and I moved it we thought this copper piping and there was a, a ring buried within the earth there so what would that be and then we walked along a little bit more there was a the wrapper mm-hmm. I know it sounds a bit bizarre but why so would that be why there was a wrapper sorry just bring back the, so there was a wrapper a rapper with her name on it. With her name on it. With the ring, just opposite. I have the pictures with me. So, uh, that's extraordinary. You were driven to this park, yeah. and, and you had the sense, uh, and to this, this kind of collection of leaves and this beautiful park, yeah. and then you discovered this this ring, and then beside a rapper with Georgina on it. Yeah. And so, this is the photograph of the rapper. I just want to know, what is that? Is it a biscuit? To clarify here, Tracy is showing us photographs of what appears to be a biscuit wrapper with the word Georgina printed across it, along with a ring which seems to have symbols, possibly in Arabic, printed on it. Tracy found both of these items partially buried in Hollingbury Park, Brighton, a place she felt compelled to travel to. If you picked up the word 
two men and a woman, an older woman in pictures, an older yeah. woman who was kind of directing events. Yeah, and I think she's part of it. I think she knows quite a bit. It could even be the girl that's um, pictured in the CCTV. Tell me this, the CCTV, some of the police believe it was Georgina. Sometimes they think they're not sure. The family think it most likely is Georgina. What's your sense about that video footage? Do you think it's her? Because what's true is that even if it's not Georgina and her companion, those two have never come forward. It's quite... I mean, did you feel that it was Georgina? Yeah. yeah. And I, I truly believe that that girl is obviously hiding. She's too scared. She's, she's probably scared for her life. Do you think there's a bit of the grooming? Yes, definitely. Okay. So you think that maybe she may have been mixing with some kind of... Unsavory characters. Unsavory characters. Yeah. Which might involve that traditional grooming we've seen. I think so. Okay. And so that, so the garb, the Kafkan garb, was a kind of, you know, yes. somebody who was kind of from an Arab back. This feels that he was the driver. He may not have um, had any dealings with with Georgina later on in that day. But I definitely saw um, a, a male that wears that sort of regalia. And so do you think she's buried, thrown to sea? Where do you think she... Definitely not water. Definitely not water. And the woods is where I saw, I saw a man walking and I heard... I heard heavy footsteps. I feel he may be slightly overweight with the boots. Um, and I feel there was definitely two males. Do you have any sense of the colour eyes or descriptions of the men other than a little bit of the No, time? that's the thing. I only get shown what I get shown. It's, mm. it's very, it's very tense. A lot of people say that, well, you should know where to, you mm. should know this, you should, no, it doesn't yeah. work. And how have people reacted? I mean, I said to you, listen, it's fantastic. Anybody can help, anybody who's committed and like the police. Any investigator would want me to talk with you, of course you would. What is the reception uh, you've gotten online? Bearing in mind, anyone online, it's a monstrous I've world. Started, yeah, I've had a few funny comments. Um, last year when I put um, something up on um, Facebook, um, I had some horrible comments mm. which were taken off. And um, have other psychics offered their services to you? Um, we have, we did earlier on in the, I think the first six months, me and Sarah did, um, sort of contact quite a few online sort of psychic meetings where we had to actually pay. I think it was like mm. ninety pounds, and we did a couple of those. And each one of them was sort of something completely different. Yeah. And um, sort of one said that she, they felt she was sitting, living down on this cottage on this deserted farm in Wiltshire, and it was like kept seeing roses that that, and she's happy and this, and she's by herself, she's living by herself, and. Um, Anybody knows Georgina, she ain't going to be living by herself, but she's no, a people person. No, she wouldn't, I mean, she wouldn't have just gone off, she, she's got two boys, obviously, and a wonderful family, so... Just to retread some uh, difficult area, but effectively you believe that Georgina is dead, and was of a row, and she is buried somewhere in the woods, uh, around, outside of... Um, right now, where they and she came to her end uh, following a, a journey in a black, lightly cab, a Lexus. And you mentioned it's quite interesting that you felt that if there was a heavy cleaning job done on that, as if somebody yeah. was that a hint that somebody, on in a first week, and is that a hint that somebody might be? I'm really I know that's what you were talking about. No, it's and that's difficult, you know. But we still have hope. But I tell you one thing: 
she was loved and she is still loved. Is it difficult for you when you're, you know, you're trying to give answers, but sometimes your psychic readings are giving bad news? I mean, how do you... It is very difficult, yeah. You try and be diplomatic, but sometimes you see things. If I don't say things, you might better move forward in any, any way, would you? If I hold back on images that I might see. And, and Andrea, how do you feel about it? Do you believe in the psychic readings? Or... I do. I, don't I mean, know. you're a spiritual person, you've lived in different cultures, you know. If that is the case, then I've got all those things that go through my head like, how? You know, how did it happen? How did she heal? Let's keep the hope for now. That is the thing. Yeah. We need to keep the hope. That's the important bit. Because nothing has been confirmed. No, that's right. We, so, and the police so, work on facts like they told me in the But to be fair, it's not just the police. The mother deals yeah. in facts. Yeah, exactly. the, the mother needs to clearly know and have clear evidence either way, whatever has happened. So, you know, it, it's about the, evi the evidence of anything, of what has happened to Georgina, you know. So anyone can say whatever they want if there's no evidence. You can't actually tangibly show Andrea what has happened to her daughter. And I, I you know, I as Andrea's friend, I find it quite, I actually find it very distressing when Andrea has to be reminded constantly that there's a possibility her daughter is not alive, I actually find it very distressing on her behalf, uh, you know, because I know what the impact is. The impact is actually horrendous. Well, Andrea, we, we have hope. But if it, were, if it was to come the worst of the worst and that she's no longer with us, at least she'd have an answer. And that's, not, that's no consolation, I know. I know the police have already declared her murdered, and I don't think there's any evidence for that. We would certainly do our best to get answers. And if the worst is the worst, we'll be there to comfort you, along with the rest of the world and the here supporting you. It's slim comfort, but, you know, she is loved, isn't she? It's heartbreaking to witness the impact that Tracy's theory has had on Andrea and underlines again the effect that this never-ending flow of information has had upon her and the Garcella family. But it also proves that Andrea will listen to anyone and stop at nothing to find out what happened to her daughter. No matter what your opinion is of Tracy's process and theory, it shows the lengths that this family will go to in their search for Georgina. If you have any information regarding the Georgina Garsala case, no matter how insignificant you may think it is, please contact Sussex Police on 101 or in confidence via Crime Stoppers, who are offering a £10,000 reward. Murdered Missing Unsolved is presented by me, Donald McIntyre, and produced by Inherent Productions and Steve Langridge. Music is by Alex Sane and additional audio production by John Franklin Audio. Coming up next, the community set up their own police station. It is surreal. It makes me feel really sad. New experts reinvigorate the case. And it could be the crucial bit of evidence that leads us to find out what happened to Georgina on that day. And the two-year anniversary vigil 
of Georgina's disappearance. Well, we still haven't forgotten you, and we're not going to forget you. Sussex police were asked to participate and comment on the issues raised in this podcast, but refused. (laughs) 